welcome to the Life, Law and Leadership Podcast. Now here's your host, Elizabeth Ferron. Hi there, it's Elizabeth Ferron, your host of the Life, Law and Leadership Podcast. Jumping in today with a mini podcast from Melbourne, where I am for a long weekend at the Melbourne Writers' Festival. I've not been to a writers' festival before, and while I'm only partway through it, I am absolutely loving it. I'll share more about my experiences here and why I hopped on a plane to the not-so-sunny Melbourne for a weekend soon, but I just wanted to come back to some conversations I've been having about the launch of my podcast, and in particular the episode on burnout. For those who haven't found your way there, you'll find that in episode two. In that episode, I jump into what the research tells us about burnout and my own journey through it and some of the things I learned along the way. If you haven't had a chance to listen, go do that. But I wanted to share here just briefly some extra points or tips, in part because of the conversations I've been having, but also because of a session I went to at the Melbourne Writers' Festival on the Friday night. The session was called Are We All Okay? A conversation about how we can safeguard our mental well-being amidst incessant uncertainty, anxiety and isolation in the face of the pandemic, natural disasters and the costs of healthcare. And I'll add to that also access to healthcare. It was a thought-provoking conversation with four journalists, authors and researchers in this space. And it made me want to round out my thoughts on burnout and what we can do to recover if it gets that far or replenish as we go to fill the buckets that give us joy to counter the everyday work. I talked about my lessons in episode two and I was reflecting in particular on the interactions I had with my psychologist at the time. I hadn't realised when I was stuck in that space of, well, spaciness without any desire to move forward that it was quiet very quiet and I was stuck in my head along with the overwork I had stopped doing things that brought me joy for those that follow and connect with me regularly you'll know that reading and writing bring me joy but it wasn't that I'd stopped listening to music I was in essence hyped up on business and motivational podcasts about doing and I'd stopped singing in my car I'd stopped listening to music that made me smile And that was a huge realisation for me, to know and understand the role that music plays in my life. The release that comes from singing loudly to my favourite musicals like I was there on the stage. I mention this because in addition to those valuable lessons about recognising where you are, seeking professional help, resting, knowing what rest means to you, you also have to fill up your joy buckets And that's how I find myself here in Melbourne. I sent a text to my husband on the Saturday morning as I waited for the next session to hear an author speak about what must be one of my all-time favourite books. The message said this, My gosh, honey, this is my bliss. And it is. It's my bliss state. It revives me. Coming back to the session about mental health, There were so many good conversations in that session. Thoughts about, are you okay, but not necessarily being about to able to answer that question ourselves. We don't like talking about what's going on for us, but it's okay to ask the question of others. That conversation I mentioned again in episode two about 
the how you are going great being the default answer but are we the fear of not being okay in front of others our family our friends the stigma associated with asking for help not being okay and the shame that flows from that they're all big topics and conversations the panelists were asked at the end of the discussion what can we do to move forward to fix this mental health crisis it's a big topic one of the answers and i can't recall now which panelist it was said something along the lines of it's almost too late if we're trying to fix the issue at crisis point what we need is to promote wellness first start there and it will flow and it's with that in mind that i wanted to add a further lesson to those which i've already spoken about in episode two on reflection those lessons were all about work book your annual leave work out what rest means so you can revive yourself on your weekends and on your holidays but i think there's an added layer and a more important lesson and that is this find out what brings you joy what is your bliss state psychology today on their website says feeling joyful has its health perks as well a growing body of research also suggests that happiness can improve your physical health Feelings of positivity and fulfillment seem to benefit cardiovascular health, the immune system, inflammation levels and blood pressure, among other things. Happiness has even been linked to a longer lifespan, as well as a higher quality of life and well-being. So how do we know what it is that brings, it, that, brings that joy? How do we find that or those things? If I think back to how my love of music came about, It was my mother and the music she played. We have a singing in our family. My great aunt received a Medal of the Order of Australia for service to music as a singer and choir conductor. My grandmother and my mother sang in choirs for years. Mum was in the Toowoomba Choral Society. Mum used to entertain us, or I'm sure at least try to keep us quiet, on those trips up and down the Toowoomba Range to Brisbane. A perfect one and a half to two hours to get in a full musical or the classic rock of Fleetwood Mac. So much so that I've found that if I have five to ten minutes left in a musical when I arrive at a destination, I will sit in the car and finish the musical to experience the joy that comes from the final scene. The feeling that music gives me is that joyful feeling, contentment, happiness. Finding what that means for you can be difficult and sometimes it requires finding space and time to sit quietly and think It probably won't be found in a scroll through the socials. Quiet contemplation, thinking about those things that made you smile, thinking about why and going deeper. Perhaps next time you go for that early morning walk, leave your headphones at home and use that space to think. So I just wanted to add this important, though not necessarily concluding thought because the conversation has to continue about burnout. And it's probably the most important of the lessons that isn't related to work. And I get that work might be that joy state for some people, but I think in this relentless lawland, it's unlikely. It's been a really tough year, and for me, I've found it to be non-stop. Relentless is the word that keeps coming to me, especially the last three to four months. I'm fortunate that I find myself here in Melbourne for the Melbourne Writers' Festival, I have a great team. I can step away from work for a long weekend without issue. My husband is supportive of my addiction to buying books. Well, 
mostly. He hasn't seen my Writers' Festival loot yet, and I'm certainly glad I brought the bigger bigger suitcase with me. But wow, the feeling, the joy, the bliss I have right now, I am buzzing and blissed out at the same time, if that's even possible. As I've said previously, this law gig can be tough. The weight of expectations of others, our clients, our team, our bosses, and ourselves is huge. The perfectionism can be crippling, the hours can be tough, it can be exhausting keeping it all together. So today's lesson is this, find what brings you joy and go do that. For now, stay curious and keep learning and see you next time for more lessons in life, law and leadership. You've been listening to the Life, Law and Leadership podcast with Elizabeth Ferron. You can find more information about this podcast and connect with Elizabeth on the socials at Acumen Leadership. That's at A-C-U-M-E-N Leadership. This podcast is produced in partnership with Acumen Leadership and Pixel Co. Creative. See acumenleadership.com.au for episode information. Thank you for listening.